You'll notice on the screen here, I'm getting ready to read some centering words uh, that come from a, some street art that was uh, painted in downtown Philadelphia. I'll say a little bit more about this in my sermon. But the street artist wrote this long prayer, which is on the right-hand side there of this angel. Uh, this angel is George Floyd, and the words in the upper right-hand corner are rise above. So let me read this prayer to you. We'll have some silence together, and then uh, Zach will read our scripture text for today. Dear God of love, I pray to you now with all the love my heart and soul can hold. Help me to write the perfect words that need to be read by you who is reading this so that you may understand that God is love and so are you and that we are all one. There is nothing to fear because you and I are here to protect and love each other without judgment or anger. We are here to learn and teach each other to be gracious for all things and experiences and to live and love in the moment and to enjoy life. So while I have you in this moment, know that you are loved and beautiful. And I ask that you pass this on. Tell someone they are beautiful even if you don't know them. God bless. Let's come together in a moment of semi-silence. from the Hebrew Testament, Isaiah chapter 50, verses 4 through 9a. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning, God wakens, wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint. And I know that I shall not be put to shame. The one who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me. 
who will declare me guilty? The word from the Christian Testament, James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For all of us make many mistakes. Anyone who makes no mistakes in speaking is perfect, able to keep the whole body in check with a bridle. If we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we guide their whole bodies. Or look at ships. Though they are so large that it takes strong winds to drive them, yet they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a world of iniquity. It stains the whole body, sets on fire the cycle of nature, and is itself set on fire by hell. For every species of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by the human species. But no one can tame the tongue, a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless the Lord and Father, and with it, we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and brackish water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives or a grapevine figs? No more can salt water yield fresh. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So has anyone's mouth ever accidentally been caught cursing? So blessings and curses, isn't that interesting that both can come out of the same mouth, same mind, same heart? So when you think about words, you know, they're that, that sentence that escapes you at Thanksgiving dinner when you're talking to your in-laws, and you just wish you could take it back. Just something like a tube of toothpaste. You know, you take a tube of toothpaste and go all on a plate, and can you get the toothpaste back in the tube? No, but I wish somebody would figure that out for us, don't you all? I have had words like that. So today on Kickoff Sunday, we're diving deep into the book of James. I don't know why. Zach was reading it, and I was like, there's like 80% of that I don't understand. But there's a small part that catches each one of us, and that's why we're here. Every time we hear the Scripture text, the Scripture hasn't changed, but who has? We have. So we're more receptive to hear one passage than the others. I don't know about the saltwater comment. I still, I still haven't gotten that after 64 years, but I'll get, I'll get there. So kickoff Sunday, what are we kicking off? Well, we're kicking off stewardship, obviously. We had this beautiful story by the Anderson family. We're kicking off, uh, uh, hopefully, our fall programming sometime, right? Federated women, you guys were, are meeting. Yeah, I, some of it's happening on Zoom. Some of us are getting together outdoors. We are staying safe. But one thing I want to say that we can kick off or stomp on is that Calder fire? 65% containment. Take that, right? 
Take that. Gosh, get out. So sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will. Right? Do you remember that? Does anybody believe it? Of course not. Words have power and words can hurt us. So because we have our children with us, I was looking at children's books authors, and I found this poem by Lauren Childs. This one's much better. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can also hurt me. Sticks and stones break only skin, while words are ghosts that haunt me. Childs is the creator of the Clarice Bean and Ruby Redford series of children's books. This well-published author was rejected numerous times by editors. These words of rejection made her feel like a failure, and she almost quit writing. During the pandemic in 2020, Childs saw many events being canceled. Birthday parties, religious celebrations, family weddings. She wrote her best-selling book, Clarice Bean Thinks Like an Elf because she thought it was time to write about what we wish for as a human race. What we wish for was a phrase that really grabbed my attention as I reflected on the lectionary passage from the book of James. I mean, I hear so many of us lamenting and saying that they wish people would communicate in a kinder, more gentle, less polarized way these days. Amen? Amen. I've also heard many of you share your concerns over the vitriolic language that we hear on the evening news or in journalism or on the internet. Words have power. There's no question about that. And words can truly hurt someone deeply. Words matter. So this photo here from this mural in downtown Philadelphia It was created in response to the racially motivated murder of George Floyd. Our centering words for today came from the prayer that was written right alongside this poignant image. They think it was the same artist. The street art appeared sometime uh, during last summer, immediately following the murder of George Floyd. So you can see there it depicts George Floyd as an angel. And there are these two words painted prominently on the mural. It says, rise above. I mean, just two words that call us all to do better, to pause and reflect, to think about what we can do better and how we as a society completely failed on that day. And we need to make drastic changes to the way we treat one another. It calls us to consider our own racism, our own prejudices, our own bigotry as individuals and as a society. Rise above. I would love to travel to Philadelphia and stand in front of that mural someday. The words of the prayer that this artist chose are simple and they're so profound. I mean, think how personal this prayer is. And it was written in a very public place. Thousands of people have now seen it as they go to work, as they run errands, as they walk their children to school. 
It encourages all of us to pause and to think and to remember and to pray. It begins with these words, dear God of love. And the artist continues to ask for inspiration to write the perfect words. Words matter. I have another image to show you. I had the privilege of traveling to Minnesota last fall to visit George Floyd Memorial Square in Minneapolis. It was a profound experience. It brought up deep grief. It reminded me of the work that we all still need to do and that George Floyd was a child of God who had been treated with great injustice, and it broke my heart. There's a lot of street art surrounding the intersection where Mr. Floyd took his last breath. And one very powerful image, or at least one that really touched me, is this angel. This angel gasping for air and saying, I can't breathe. It calls us to imagine, it it calls us to imagine a world where all of God's children are honored and allowed to be themselves, to play on the front row of their church sanctuary, to breathe. These words, I can't breathe, were echoed throughout the protests that summer and into the fall. These images, these words, these memories have the power to change us if we let them. Words matter. So today, we continue our exploration in the book of James, and we've encountered this very famous passage on the power of our tongues or the words that we choose to speak or write, or text, or email, or retweet. All of the words that we put out there in the world, they matter. It's up to us, my friends, to create beauty rather than ugliness. It is up to us if we want to head down a negative path or a positive one. It is up to us to decide on hate speech or inclusive, loving language. Words matter. I want to share these words written by Jeff Cunningham about the meaning of stewardship. Our scripture this week, the one from James that Zach just read for us, focuses on words. We are reminded that the tongue can be used to bless the Lord and all that the Lord has created. And it can be used as a weapon to curse and destroy. Words are a prelude to actions. If our words disparage, diminish, diminish and discredit, our actions will do likewise. When our words reflect God's love, then actions that comfort, support, and nourish are sure to follow. Stewardship calls us to bring both voice and touch into harmony by offering our gifts, our talents, and our treasures to our church and to the many church and community programs which serve so many needs. Because stewardship is love and action. End quote. Thank you, Jeff. So, my friends, how are we being good stewards of our words. How are our words, the words that we choose to share, impacting others? There's a great quote 
from the book 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, which is used by many in 12-step recovery programs, that says this. Gossip. Gossip barbed with our anger is a polite form of murder by character assassination. I'm going to read that again. Gossip barbed with our anger is a polite form of murder by character assassination. Gossip is a way of talking about a person without their knowledge, and it has great power, and it can harm someone greatly. It needs to stop. Harmful speech is something we all want to avoid, but as James reminds us, all of us make mistakes. Amen to that. Wow. From the same mouth comes blessings and curses. We all do it. We are all human. And yet we must strive to do better and run more stairs. And that includes your pastor. As our community begins this long road of recovery from the recent Calder firestorm, let us remember to offer words of encouragement and hope rather than despair. Let us strive, my friends, to offer words that are helpful rather than harmful. May each and every one of us represent the kind of Christian we wish the world knew better. You know, that Christian full of compassion and empathy and love for their neighbor, and I mean all of them. Even that one next door to you, the one that lives with you. Sorry. And the psalmist reminds us in Psalm 1 that we need to share words that sustain the weary. Oh, I love that phrase. And not discourage them. We can create a better world one sentence at a time. I'm going to close with these beautiful and perfect words that the poet in Philadelphia, the artist, the writer of that prayer, and creator of that gorgeous painting. Quote, So while I have you in this moment, know that you are loved and beautiful. And I ask that you pass this on. So today, tell someone that they are beautiful, even if you don't know them. God bless you. Amen.